there's a differentiation we can make between like a violent TV show or a violent video oh, game yeah, right. and what we're seeing in the news, which is reality. Yes. So for me, when I heard, I think it was on Sunday or Monday, that I don't even remember which side had bombed an entire high rise and there were human beings in there. That was just so horrific. Like that just rattled me to the core to just imagine all those human beings wiped off the face of the earth and one bomb. Um, That's very different than seeing, you know, a Bruce Willis action movie where the same thing happens because I know in my mind that's false. That didn't happen, but this is reality that we're talking about. Hey, welcome everybody to the River City Waves podcast, where we're having conversations about navigating some of life's important questions. My name's Kenny, and as always, joined right here by Pastor Robbie. How's it going? Hey, well, you know, I've had better weeks. (laughs) The Packers lost on Monday night. Oh my goodness. To the worst team in football. I was going to say, that's football, The Las Vegas Raiders. Okay. Yes, that is football. I just wanted to be, I wanted to be sure. (laughs) And, uh... You know, I was like, they were underdogs. And, and, you know, the line beforehand was like, they're underdogs. But, and I was like, well, that, why are they underdogs? Well, we saw why. They lost to the Raiders. <laughs> it was painful. We'll have to keep you lifted in prayer, Pastor, on that one. Yeah, you know, God, it's not all, it's not all sunshine, roses, That's and rainbows right. for me. That's right. <laughs> Tracy, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. <laughs> it is awesome to have you here. You, for those who may not know, for those who maybe are living under a rock, you mm-hmm. are married to Robbie. That's right. That's right. How many years? 30, 33 years. Wow. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's thank you. awesome. Thank and we're just glad to have you today. I was thinking of all the things that you do with your training, with your experience, you're a life coach, you're an educator, you're a pastor. I was wondering, is there anything you don't do? <laughs> well, I don't do things mechanical, that's for sure. I, I can't really make sense of a car engine. That's okay. There are people like that. that do that. Yes. <laughs> I'm so grateful for them. She did install a doorknob recently, though. Oh. It was oh, pretty I impressive. Did. And it is upside down, I think, because I bought it facing the wrong direction, but it works, so we're going with it. So just leave well enough alone. <laughs> yes, yes. And you can't tell that. It, it's awesome. <laughs> we're our own worst critics sometimes, right? Right, right. <laughs> well, glad to have you here. Thanks. You guys been having a good week. This is what I need to know. I mean, we've already heard about your disappointment in the football team. Yeah. <laughs> Other than that, has it been a good week? Uh, on, on, on some levels. Okay. I mean, I, I enjoyed lunch both both days this week yeah, uh, me too yeah okay I, I can get behind that yeah <laughs> <laughs> hey i've had a great week the sunshine's been out the I weather's been awesome i've been getting some outdoor time in which is always a great thing for me i love being out in nature mm-hmm. i've had some great conversations with friends and clients and colleagues and uh, we met some well i met some new people last night at dinner and uh awesome new people new to river city and that's always something I enjoy. So it's yeah, been a good week. Sure. I love yeah. it when the weather cools down. Yes. Ultimate favorite of mine. Yes. Love it, love it, love it. Born and raised in Florida, have had plenty of heat. I like the cooler weather. Yeah. I'm it's with nice. you. This yeah. is Let's just talk perfect. about it in January, mid-January. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Ask, ask me then how well, how well I like it. Oh, Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, it's been a good week. Been an interesting week. Been a, mm-hmm. a difficult week in many, on many ways. Um, right now, what's going on kind of on the world stage with Israel mm-hmm. and... Um, the devastation, the unexpected devastation that's going on there, mm-hmm. um, just really been shocking. Yeah, I think that's a great word for it. I think everyone's yeah. shocked. Yeah. Leaders, 
uh, intelligence officials, mm-hmm. citizens, of course. Right. And then all the rest of us left watching it. Yeah. And, and it's shocking to me that it continues. Oh, yeah. It wasn't just a one day thing, but now it's back and forth and back and forth. Yeah. And, and, and as of the recording of this podcast, we're, we're only a, a handful of days removed from the onset mm-hmm. of this. Um, but as you say, like just continuing to watch that unfold is is really difficult and and really um, makes today's kind of theme or topic of our podcast especially pertinent. Uh, talking about navigating crisis, yeah. talking about how to remain spiritually strong and mentally strong and and healthy in, in those ways as we are navigating really, really hard times. Um, yeah. So. yeah. And I think especially, you know, the caveat that today we're talking about navigating crises that happen in a larger perspective right. than just our own personal crises. Right. But what do we do when the world is in crisis or mm-hmm. our community is in crisis yeah. when there's this big sweeping event that happens and how do we deal with that spiritually emotionally all the things yeah yeah Yeah. you know it 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 makes me think about how uh you know one of the things we champion in 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 the present day actually for the last couple centuries is the idea that you know i i can i i should learn everything that i can i need to know everything that i possibly can but actually you know that that was the temptation in the garden right to, to, to not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, that's the one thing that they weren't supposed to do that brought death to them. And I think one thing that tells us is that th- there's, some, there's some knowledge that, that we could have that it doesn't ultimately help us. It breaks us. Mm-hmm. And um, the, way that, the way that media and the Internet is set up, it's almost like we, we almost have a chance instantaneously to be anywhere in the world and to see mm. I- any of the most horrible uh, events that you can imagine in real time, we can see these things. And, and the thing is, we're not built to be God. God sees all things at once. Mm-hmm. We're not built to be able to handle that kind of experience. Yeah, I think that's a really important point to make. Uh, because of news and media being available 24-7, people, um, producers are looking for content Mm-hmm. And so they're pushing the limits on what they are showing. And it includes horrific th- things that mm-hmm. we wouldn't have seen before such pervasive media culture. It's one thing to read about a horrific tragedy in words, but it's a whole other thing for us to visually take it in, yeah. for us to hear the sounds that mm-hmm. are happening during it. Um, you know, just in this crisis in Israel, there have been horrific things that have been shown uh, in how hostages have been treated, how prisoners of war have been treated. And I think sometimes we fight a battle in ourselves because there's some part of us that feels like we need to stand there to kind of testify to the horrific nature of it, to, to take it in as a way of empathizing with the person who's being murdered. But uh, at the same time, there's a part of us that's repelled by it that wants to shut it off and I think it's really important that we find a balance there I think when when we are going through a a crisis like this whether it's um, violence in America violence abroad um, anything horrific it's really wise to limit our exposure to news media yeah and especially visual and auditory um, forms of the news media 
uh, it's really important that we limit that because what can happen in our minds, the more that we see it is it, we start to internalize it and our brain can think that that's happening to us and it can trigger all kinds of trauma symptoms in us if we have unresolved trauma from the past or um, if we have resolved trauma, but it's still a little bit fresh or yeah. the, the scars are, haven't mm-hmm. really he- you know scarred over all the way, mm-hmm. it can really bring up our own difficulties and then we go into this trauma cycle. And so limiting exposure to the media is very important. Wow. Yeah. You know, and, and of course, you know, some of the, some of the strongest people that I've ever met are soldiers. Mm-hmm. And I, I know also from those soldiers about the ways that that war and combat for some of them uh, it it breaks them uh, on a le- on the level of their soul mm-hmm. sometimes for the rest of their lives yeah and it's not that they weren't strong or they didn't know how to put things in their place but it's that it's that um, th- exposing ourselves to to this kind of violence and so on, um, if we have a steady diet of that, it's going to do things to our minds and yeah. our emotions. Yes, and I think in this case, um, there's a differentiation we can make between like a violent TV show or mm-hmm. a violent video oh, game yeah, right. and what we're seeing in the news, which is reality. Yes. So for me, when I heard, I think it was on Sunday or Monday, that... I don't even remember which side had bombed an entire high-rise and there were human beings in there. That was just so horrific. Like Mm -hmm. that just rattled me to the core to just imagine Mm. all those human beings wiped off the face of the earth in one bomb. Um, That's very different than seeing, you know, a Bruce Willis action movie where the same thing happens because I know in my mind that's false. Mm -hmm. That didn't happen. But this is reality that we're talking Mm -hmm. about. I'd never considered uh, what you're both now unpacking. I'd never considered this idea that before this exposure to media like you were talking Mm -hmm. about, Tracy, that our input for our reality was what we ourselves witnessed. Mm -hmm. Grocery store, driving down Mm -hmm. the road, I'm in my home, I'm in the office. And yet now the input that we're experiencing, like you said, is all over the world, Mm. right there in the palm of our hand or Mm -hmm. on our desk. We're seeing things that others are experiencing. And it never occurred to me that that my brain could then interpret that as something that I was experiencing. Mm, Mm. Yeah, Um, that's a really profound and wise, wise thought. Mm. How where do we go from there? We've talked about this idea of how to kind of put some safeguards in place maybe mm-hmm. by, by way of um, reading versus watching some news mm-hmm. or limiting what we watch and what we're allowing our eyes to take in in that way. But what's something else, like another yeah. step that we can take? So one thing that I think is really important as believers is that we remember that every person in the entire world was created by God. Yes. Every person involved in this conflict mm-hmm. in Israel yeah. on both sides are precious to God. And so um, we, we can tend to become very kind of myopic, maybe, if we are limiting our understanding of the situation by listening to one news source, particularly if that news source is very um, tr- entrenched in one worldview. So for me, it's very important to find 
other sources of news so right. that I'm understanding it from all different sides. Um, it, it really keeps my mind from taking stakes in the conflict, choosing sides, and um, thinking that, you know, I'm now engaged in the conflict. I'm now taking up a side. Instead, as a believer for me, um, I, I went to Al Jazeera because I wanted to see what they were seeing. I went to some, um, I don't think it's called Twitter anymore. It's called X. But <laughs> uh, if you can go to a source like that, you can um, see feeds from reporters directly on the ground sure. who are affiliated with all different kinds of news sources. And for me, it helps keep a balance in my mind mm. um, to hear from all sides. So I think that that's an important caveat. And then I think it's really important to talk about what we see right away with other people, in my case, other believers. I want to mm -hmm. talk with other believers about how, what do you think about what's going on? Um, it makes me think back to the pandemic, you know, uh, you, you could, you could watch that all day long, or it makes me think about 9-11, how, you sure. know, there, there, there was nonstop coverage mm -hmm. of every episode of that. And, and you could feel or every, every single day, it was like mm -hmm. all day long, every angle of that issue, uh, or like when the pandemic was happening, same thing. And I can remember feeling like being ratcheted up and recognizing, I, I got to turn this off. Yeah. I got to mm -hmm. limit my amount of time to even think about this because it's not, it's not good for me. Yeah. And, and the thing is when, uh, particularly if you're just taking a news from one source and you, you, you are in an echo chamber and it doesn't matter if that's conservative or progressive or whatever, if you're in that echo chamber, uh, you will eventually, uh, hear lies and distortion and, and you will eventually be encouraged to, to pick up attitudes that actually as a follower of Jesus, you should not have. Right. That's and good. so, and, and so putting these boundaries around it is good. Right. But I think the next thing we need to do is to look to God. Yes. Yeah. We need to pray to mm -hmm. him, our concerns and fears and, 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 uh, ask him uh, to bring peace, not only to the world, but to our own hearts. Yeah. We read so much of that in Philippians. Yeah. That very idea. Mm. Um, and to your point, healthy boundaries does not always equal ignorance. It's like then the ignorance mm -hmm. is bliss. I've, uh, no, I, I'm going to be, I'm going to be wise. I'm going to guard my heart. Be informed. I, I'm going to be informed. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm going, I'm going to make sure that echo chamber is not a place I'm living in. Yes. That's really good. Yes. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. I, I so appreciate, uh, and we often in, if you've been around church for any length of time, you often hear um, that passage quoted from Philippians, be anxious about nothing, but by everything, by prayer and petition, present your request to God. I love that reminder of, okay, be informed, but remember to go to the Lord in prayer and keep your focus where it belongs. Mm. Mm -hmm. You know, I, that's really great. I think that's a perfect verse for us to really dwell on. And I love the word keeping your focus where it belongs because I don't think we are meant to sit in that crisis sure. that is happening to people that God cares about. Mm -hmm. And I certainly have spent lots of time in prayer yeah. for those matters. But God has me here 
right yeah. here in Lafayette, Indiana. And that means he has tasks for me to do here. And if I'm so distracted or overwrought by the crisis that's happening that I can't take care of the life that God has given me here, that's a clear sign that I need to draw a different boundary. Yeah. I need to back up and, and let go of that conflict and not be so um, hypervigilant about needing to know all the details, mm. that sort of thing. Um, yeah, so I think it's a, we need to pray. We need to pray that God shows us what does he want us to pray about you know god what yeah. what's what's mm -hmm. needing spiritual fire here where do you want me to put my spiritual energy what should i be praying about here you know certainly we want to pray for peace right we want to pray for safety we want to pray for the souls of people um to find christ somehow in this conflict yeah. uh, we want to pray for wisdom for the leaders discipline for the leaders patience and compassion for everyone in decision making but I also think God wants us to focus on what we're doing right here. He has lots sure. of good works yeah. for us to do. And the more that we can continue to do the good work here, I think Jesus referred to this with the big word occupy, you know, mm. until I come, I want you to stay and be about my work yeah. and stay occupied in what I've given you to do. And I think that's very healthy. It's a healthy thing to do to let go of the conflict. And it can feel very weird mm -hmm. to hear news about so many people dying at the hands of other people and then go do something joyful. Sure. Sometimes we feel like we need to mourn. And mourning is cer cer certainly important to do. Finding time to grieve the human loss, the, the toll on humanity is very important. Do that in the presence of God through prayer. Mm. But then go out also and live the joyful life find someone to do something enjoyable with um go worship god go to your life group if you're in a life group at church go to your life group and spend time with those people and enjoy life together i think that's a really important way to balance the heaviness of sure. the I, yeah and i also know people who when they when they see something going on like this they give to organizations that um, our humanitarian organizations like like Convoy of Hope. Mm -hmm. Convoy of Hope is present in all these all these military theaters normally, and you you can give to that crisis yeah. financially, and that's a way to do something if you feel frustrated because you want to do something. That's a way to do that. You can find that link in the in the notes. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, that's excellent. What, what would you all say? Um, I, I want to ask so many questions because yeah. so much of what you're sharing is very deep and very rich. Um, what do you say to the person who may be listening and says, I find it so difficult to pray when in crisis. Mm. Mm. Uh, some people view a crisis taking place as we've talked about, that's not happening to them specifically, but they own it and wear it as if it is. Mm -hmm. Um, or people who are living in very real crisis in their life today mm. while they're listening to this and they go, okay, I, I hear you saying I need to take this to the Lord, but at times I feel so weak or so overcome by this thing that I'm navigating. I, I don't even know how to, how to pray, how to bring this up to the Lord. What would you say to encourage them? Are there any tips yeah. or things that you would say to them to For go, sure. Hey, try this to kind of get back into alignment while you're navigating such a difficult yeah. thing? I think part of what you're speaking to is the concept of lament and grief. And in our modern Western world, 
we do not like to uh, talk about lament and grief. It's very sad and Mm -hmm. very uncomfortable. And we tend to isolate ourselves from Mm -hmm. that. But there are good chunks of the Bible that really focus on the fact that grief and lament are part of our human experience. And when I am stuck, when I am having Mm -hmm. a hard time feeling like there's no hope, I don't even know what to pray for kind of a thing, I might actually start in the Psalms or in Lamentations where the writers are pouring out grief Mm -hmm. and, and saying, you know, everything seems lost. I can't find any hope. And the reason why I like to do that in the Bible is because at some point those biblical writers recognize that God, the presence of God in the midst of all that's lost in the midst of the tragedy, his presence alone is hope. It's hope because he's alive in the midst of this hardship, but it's also hope because then we are not alone. Mm. And so I think that's really important to become familiar with what the Bible says about lament and grief. And the second thing I think is just to be honest with God. We don't need to pray prayers of victory when we're not feeling it. God knows what's going on in our heart and mind anyway. No, we're not (laughs) fooling him at all. And so when we can just say, this is hard, I don't understand. Mm -hmm. I feel so horrible because of what's going on. How could you let this happen? I think that's a big question a lot of people wrestle with that can keep them from turning to God is how can you let this tragic loss of life happen? I don't know that God's going to necessarily grace us with an answer to a question that plagues humanity. Uh, This could go back to like some knowledge is knowledge that's too heavy for us to understand and God protects us from that. But um, I think that when we can at least say it to God, Mm -hmm. he can hear us and comfort us. You know, I I think that it's important to recognize that most of the Bible, most of the stories of the Bible, most of the Bible content is, is given to us in a context where people are being oppressed or, or they're at war or they're being chased or, or they're, they've been enslaved. And so, you know, the Bible has all these amazing resources to help us approach that. And particularly when we come to a situation like this, like this one in Israel, you know, the first requests of the Lord's prayer are, are your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And those are, those are meant to be, to give us pretty, a pretty broad spectrum to be able to address problems. Because we're, he doesn't prescribe what that means in all situations, but it gives us a context for that. And I agree with Tracy, you know, the Psalms show us that it's right to pray our pain to God because so many of the Psalms are the psalmist is, is completely disoriented by something that's happened to them or that that is, that is happening to them. And they tell that to God. Right. And you see in many of the Psalms, by the end of the Psalm, God restores their sense of trust in him. But being open with God about how you really feel, that, that's, that's, what, that's where real prayer comes from. That's mm-hmm. really, really great. I, I love this suggestion of, of going to the word mm-hmm. and and being able to identify with those who have been uh, maybe in different particular circumstances, specific circumstances, but have have gone. You see it modeled. They've gone to the Lord and they've seen the goodness of God prevail in their life during really, really hard times. Mm-hmm. S- sometimes we just need that reminder. 
Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I'm not alone. I'm not the first person to have dealt with the hard thing. Yeah. I'm not going to be the last. And, and I have a loving, faithful God who is available to me and wants me to share what I'm yeah. going through with him. Yeah. Right. Right. And you know, I, I just want to point out that, that for, for many Christians, when they see this stuff happening in Israel, there are alarm bells that go off because maybe like they heard a lot of sermons mm-hmm. about Israel and about the end of the world. And I think, you know, certainly uh, God, God has um, a, a special place for the Jewish people. And one thing that, for instance, in Romans 9 through 11 is made clear to us is that God is going through the end of time to be about redeeming his people and causing them to see Jesus as their Messiah. Now, I don't know how this fits into that, but I know that whenever, whenever world events are happening in Israel, and so many have for such a tiny place, mm-hmm. it's, it's an outsized impact on, on the world and on history that's come out of Israel. But whenever something important is happening there, I need to pray, Lord, let your kingdom come. I need to pray, God, let your plans unfold here because this obviously has greater dimensions than simply things that diplomats have been talking about and something so important to recognize. Remember, remember that, that the apostles right before Jesus ascended into heaven, they looked at him and they said, you know, after everything that happened, they said, Lord, are you now going to restore the kingdom to Mm -hmm. Israel? And Jesus does not chide them. He simply says to them, that's, that's for the father to know. Right. But it is, it, it is, uh, it is, the reason why also this this means m- more in some ways to to Christians as they're looking at this or or in some ways we we really do identify with the Jews the, the pain that they're going through but we need to pray God let your kingdom come yeah mm-hmm. wow really really good mm-hmm. any final thoughts that either of you would want to share as it relates to um, a, a follower of Jesus a Christian who is like we've said, either navigating crisis on their own or even in response to things like what we're seeing happen in Israel, that you would say like, hey, one final thought. Like if you if you would take anything away uh, from this conversation, I would want you to know this as you're navigating crisis as a whole. So kind of a final thought that you would share there in response to that. We've talked about pray, mm-hmm. uh, have healthy boundaries, get in the word. I think all those are very useful as well. Well, the biggest final thought I have is that God is faithful and God is greater. And as believers, we need to remember that God is still very much in control of the world and his purposes are not going to be thwarted or sped up or slowed down because of what's happening in the world. Um, When we can rest assured in who God is, it gives us comfort as we see these things happen. But if I yeah. could just add a quick second thing, yeah. it would be, and I know we say this a lot at River City Church, but get in a group. Yeah, These things are hard to navigate on your own. And if you're only dealing with them inside your own head, you're mm. you're going to trip over yourself. Yeah. But when you can get in a group and talk it out with other people, it really lessens, lowers the intensity of it in our own life. And so uh, get in a group of, of believers yeah. and talk about life. And life groups are perfect to do that. They are. The enemy would love for us to be siloed. Yes. For us to be that island by ourselves out and away. Yes. Um, and 
and, and he operates in confusion and chaos and deception. And when you are not surrounded with people who can help you go, hey, there's a blind spot there. No, that, that's not what you think. It, when they can shed light into the plan of the enemy in our lives, like yeah. that's, how, that's a way we can overcome that uh, through that power of community, yes. through other like-minded, like-faith believers. So I yeah, second that. Absolutely. That's awesome. <laughs> Pastor Robbie. Yeah, I would just say it's important to remember Jesus said that there would be wars and rumors of wars. These things would keep going. Mm-hmm. But one thing that's, that's unique to us as Christians is we believe in the resurrection is, mm-hmm. that, is that the resurrection, we see that as the beginning of the renewal of all things. And so regardless of how dark things get or how weird things get, God is still going to bring the renewal of all things to pass. He's going to make a new heaven and a new earth. Mm-hmm. He's going to make the resurrection change everything. And it's beginning with us yeah. as believers in Jesus. That's so good. Thank you both for everything that you are sharing and that you're lending to this conversation and your leadership at River City. You are both brilliant, bright, intelligent people with a, a wealth of wisdom and I just honor the both of you. Thank you so much oh, for for sharing in this. This has been really helpful to me, and I know, I know to those who are listening as well. So, thank as we you. continue to pray for the things that are going on in this world, like the crisis that's happening there in Israel, we're also continuing to pray for all of you who are listening, praying that the Lord is speaking to you, um, praying that you are gaining um, just so much uh, help and wisdom and things from these kinds of conversations as we're navigating. Um, really important topics and, and things in life. So just know that we're praying for you. If this information is helpful to you, would you do us a favor? Rate this content wherever you're consuming it. Share this with others. Uh, send it in link form to those who might really benefit from this um, just so that we can continue to try and help other people. Yeah. Uh, And just know that this content drops on the first and third Tuesday of every month. So just a reminder for you there. Thanks so much for tuning in today. And we will see you next time on River City Waves.